Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. Welcome back to The Process. Let's talk about some football, y'all. Playoffs? We talking playoffs? Yeah, we talking playoffs. Fantasy football playoffs. NFL playoffs just around the corner. So absolutely, we are talking playoffs. I am your host, Ralph. Back from a couple of weeks hiatus. Jewelry duty. Work, traveling, holidays, etc. But we are here to talk just a little bit of football in our truncated format, just so we can kind of itch the scratch, if you will. So if you're a repeat listener, welcome back. Excited to have you back here at Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents the process. If you are a first time offender, welcome to the club. Happy to have you. We talk fantasy football here. Most of our work is done if this is new to you. The format for most of the year is uh, kind of the same, but it really builds on fantasy picks, DFS picks, uh, because we set ourselves up nicely before the football season starts for seasonal, and so we're coasting, just making little changes here and there. But now we switch back to seasonal, playoffs are upon us. So that's the aim of this show, is to give you the best free analysis that I can, use it, don't use it. You want to stick to the talking heads on TV? That's fine. But they have a different agenda than we do. Our agenda is to win. So if you're new, that's what we're all about. Let's talk about where you can find us. Um, This is just one of the podcasts from Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. But if you go to the website, www.tigerbombsae.com, you can listen to this podcast. Watch it off of the YouTube channel as well. Another way you can keep up with us is... Wherever you listen to your podcast on on an app, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, any you know, you know, you name it, you can listen to us there. Um, I was thinking of Spotify, but I said that already. So boom, just trying to multitask when I don't need to. Just type Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. This will pop up. You can like and subscribe. You'll catch the other podcasts too. So not just the process episodes, but if you're in the true crime, uh, fantasy baseball, baseball. NASCAR, there's some other stuff there. If you are a social media person, Facebook or Twitter, you can find us the same way at the process TBSAE. All right, that's how we can keep up. As I said, a little bit of a different episode. We're not going to do DFS picks. Guys, I'm taking the week off. DFS has been tough to me this year. So switching gears, if you will, uh, back towards the seasonal. Now that the playoffs are here, we got to focus more on that. So I'm going to lay off the DFS this week, but we will talk a little betting, got into a little bit of that this week. And so we'll go over that as an entry into another way that we can have fun with football on Sundays. But to take it from the top, uh, we are in playoff mode now. So everything that we've been working towards all year is building, has built towards this. Hopefully you're in the same boat as I am where you've made the playoffs for your team or for most of your teams, if you will. Obviously, some of us will have fallen short. Um, let's you know think about what didn't go right if, if it fell short. If you missed the playoffs, but you can you know you had you know bad breaks. Like if you've got points but you missed the playoffs, like you're not in the bottom you know rankings for points. You had some bad breaks. You lost you know a couple of weeks by one point or you faced you know a couple of teams when they went off for like highest total of the week whatever that's great but if you can't explain it that's the scenarios we want to pinpoint on and try to do better right what is it about your team that didn't work out did you pick a bunch of guys that got hurt 
that's a lot of us this year, right? But let's look at that. Are they traditionally guys who get hurt or were these guys that normally pretty healthy and just came about this year? Let's start thinking about why we didn't win. If we did win, we can reflect on some of what worked, but we don't want to start focusing on that yet because if you got into the playoffs, we still have more work to do. But worth it to reflect back on the hard work that we put in. Be proud of yourselves. If it didn't work out, we learned something. It doesn't work out sometimes, and sometimes it's not your fault is, is the first thing. So if we can separate those instances, we can focus on the ones that we need to. For me, is a learning experience in my professional fantasy football league, my pro uh, FFC league. First year doing that for me. We'll be back next year. Made a run for the playoffs in the end. Needed a, needed just a couple more points over the last couple of weeks to make it happen. But really finished strongly. Uh, very proud of my work there. But that's a grind. That is a grind. And so, you know, you guys want to get advice from somebody who doesn't play any formats or you want to get advice from somebody who plays all the formats. I'm going to get my feet wet and continue to keep going with um, FFC. And I'm and I'm going to win one of those. But this is a nice year to learn. Do you want to get advice from somebody who doesn't know how to do anything except their one trick pony, right? Like is 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 all this person's advice for standard leagues? Is all their advice for PPR leagues, which is pretty easy. Or can you do it all? So look at what your goal was this year. Hopefully you were successful with it. My goal, one of my goals was to expand the types of leagues that I can offer expert analysis to. And I think I took a large step in that direction for you guys this year. Having done an auction league, having done half-point PPR, full-point PPR, standard league, um, uh, FFC, professional, you know, the pro fantasy football league, getting my feet wet with virtually everything. I still need to get Dynasty going, um, and I'd like to get a 20-team league as well next year. But we will continue to get better. Learned a lot of tips for auction, took a lot of steps forward in auction leagues this year. I would say probably my best work was over uh, PPRs and half-point PPRs. Just crush those leagues. Um, and so hopefully you've enjoyed the same success, especially if you've been listening to the process from the beginning of the season. We've all been circling around the same pool of players, circling around the same pool of information. So if it went well for me, I'm just assuming and hoping that it went well for you as well. Now, we're going to pull back on the DFS focus because I didn't do, I or I am, I should say, because I didn't do as well as I hoped there this year. It was, it was a tougher year, bit by the injury bug all year long. Guys going down in the first quarter will not win you money on DraftKings. So, you know, was it a down year for me? Yes. Can I explain away some of it? Yes. Were some of them bad plays? Sure. But at the end of the day, I set out to be profitable in football this year, and I have a chance to do that through these season tournament wins, if I could pull it off, right? So if I could pull down three, four championships, then you feel better because I've covered all of the losses from DraftKings, if you will. Um, so just one thing to think about, you know, is it really a down year? Or if you look at it in a different light, can you see some success and some strides that you have made? Just another way to think about it. So for me, turning away from that DFS, thinking more about sportsbook, prop betting, stuff like that. I got a little bit of that this week um, for the Thursday night game, the Niners and the Seahawks. Um, didn't win the, the bet, but and I'm not going to give bet analysis this year. We just you know, just want you guys to be aware, and we'll talk about it 
as I wade further into that. Obviously, if we hit it big, I'll let you know. But we are getting our feet wet there so that next year we can be in on this every Sunday, right? And 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 this is how a lot of these guys who are playing big on Sundays are covering themselves because it was a down year in you know daily for a lot of people for a lot of the similar reasons as I had a down year. So don't feel bad if you're in that boat too. Moral of the story, we're concentrating on uh, season long again, fading DFS, but keeping um, betting on the horizon. So that's where we're at with that. Uh, Playoffs are here. So one thing I want to advise you guys of is we can't really go back and change things. We can't really do things differently. This is where is where we're at now. If you're in the playoffs, so if you've got some bench to where you got players on your bench that are making you wonder who to start from week to week, address this all season long. You should have a depth chart. You should know who you want to roll with. But I will say this: now that we're through the season and we're in the playoffs, you have to use logic. You have to use common sense. If you have Mike Evans, you know, as your third receiver, but you have Jerry Judy on the bench. Do you really need me to tell you to, to play Judy? I mean, it took me better part of a year to figure that out. As Judy got healthy and, and Evans just keeps doing I don't know what out there, I started to play him. And, and, and you know, you're nervous at first and it works out okay. Second time you're hoping it's not a one-trick pony. Now I feel great. Figured it out before the playoffs. Ah, Judy's above Evans in my, in my order of preference, right? So now... Because this is different from what we talk about in the regular season. Regular season, make a depth chart, stick to it. Don't tinker, you know, from week to week. It'll work itself out. Now, we want to pay attention to the matchups. We want to pay attention to what might be a fadeable matchup. And you got to play the best scenarios. You come this far, right? We've come this far. So we got to make that final push and we got to do it intelligently. Um, if you need upside, right, for the playoff win realize where that's coming from versus the guy who's just getting you five points all year long right so there's some scenarios that you have to take and take into play based around these teams you know where they finish we have a full season almost now of standings and understanding what strengths and weaknesses are and they change over the years right so what a team was ranked as five weeks ago could be irrelevant to what we're talking about for this week. So these are just things that we have to be aware of as we complete the final push to the playoffs. That's my big rant, guys. As I said, I don't have a lot of new information for you. It'd be a lie to tell you we got a lot of new information. We're just trudging through you know what we've had all year and we're almost at the end so but we'll keep pressing strong one thing we are going to do is talk a little would you rather i guess maybe what i just did there was like our housekeeping if you will would you rather for this week we'll go over it just pretty quickly um i do have some scenarios aj brown or jonathan taylor and uh you know the the eagles are traveling to chicago i'd rather see him than Taylor versus Minnesota. Minnesota playing for some playoff positioning, um, trying to get some things you know, going in their favor. They're a little tougher on the ground. The way to beat them is in the air. So I would rather pass against the Vikings at the moment. I think JT's going to have a tough day. Certainly tougher than Brown, who is the number one option. This, Bear, this Bears defense, you know, trying to play a little better lately, but stopping the pass is not their strong suit. So... 
I'm probably going AJ Brown in that one. Zeke Elliott or Christian Watson. This is an interesting one. Um, you've got Zeke Elliott and the Cowboys going up against the uh, Jaguars this this week. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, they are at uh, Jacksonville. But then you've also got Green Bay on Monday hosting the Rams, who are just depleted, right? Like they're just waiting for this year to be done. But one thing I'll say is we're going to go with Zeke because he's been steady as the seat towards the end of the year here. After the missing the couple of weeks for injury, he's you know been a plug and play, double digit fantasy points. Let's not rock the boat. He's obviously a part of the program with Pollard, and they're figuring out in what dynamics to use them to have success with both of them. So let's keep riding that. Watson is not a bad play. He catches all of the touchdowns from uh, one Aaron Rodgers, but the issue here is that Romeo Dobbs is coming back this week, and so. I think Lazard is probably, um, you know, third option at this point. But Dobbs is going to be worked in there, and um, probably passing against the Rams a little easier than running. So I think Christian Watson takes a little bit of a step back. Lazard kind of keeps being what he is, but Dobbs's reentry hurts him a bit. So I'll take Zeke, Zeke Elliott there. Then we get J.K. Dobbins versus Michael Pittman. Now I'm going to take Pittman here. We just talked about this indie. Uh, Minnesota game and I'm thinking that passing against the Vikings is the easier route uh, based you know based on what we've seen and so Pittman I think and I know I get it it's Matt Ryan but if I'm looking at him versus J.K. Dobbins okay I mean you want to make a case for Dobbins you can try but you know the Ravens haven't set the world on fire they're going to Cleveland yes there should be some room to run but for who you could very well see Gus Edwards mixed in there as well So I'm not exactly sure about how many reps Dobbins gets and what that looks like. So obviously Huntley's in there too instead of Lamar. So we'll we'll say Pittman here. Metcalf already played, but would it be him or Zonovan Knight? So could Zonovan Knight basically outperform what we saw from Metcalf yesterday, Thursday? I I think so in this matchup uh with the lions which will be a more interesting matchup than most people think um we we have we have to go back to wilson it's not gonna be mike white in this one so um but zonovan knight definitely has a chance to outperform what we saw from dk and then leonard fournette versus gabe davis now i'm gonna take leonard fournette even though his matchup isn't great because gabe davis and the buffalo bills gonna have weather against miami on saturday night it should be a big snowstorm from what we're hearing so probably bodes less in his favor this is a thing to where like we're saying you're playing him all year and you think oh i'm just gonna keep playing my guy you can't do that this week that's a big blizzard snowstorm you got somebody else you better play that somebody else tj hawkinson or elijah moore this week jets passing game not in a bad position but you got wilson you don't have white and Garrett and Garrett Wilson is really the number one for Wilson or whoever, whichever quarterback is back there. Elijah Moore can have productive weeks, but it's not as consistent. Hawkinson, not the greatest matchup against Indy, but his role is consistent. And uh, I think he'll see some targets. I'm going to take him here. Hawkinson over Moore, Elijah Moore. Antonio Gibson or Greg Dolchich. I mean, you're not going to... Actually, you're not going to get Russ Wilson playing for the for the Broncos, and so I think that bodes better for everybody on the Broncos' offense, if you could believe it. But um, 
You've got Denver hosting Arizona. Um, Arizona's not great against the tight end. It's a very nice matchup. I think Simeon's going to get the call for the Broncos. On the other side, you've got Gibson going up against um, the Giants, though, and they're in Washington. So I think this is a – you like the matchup with Dolce, but we got to go with the scenario and go with Gibson. That is a playoff game right there. Both those teams trying to get that wild card spot, trying to sneak into the playoffs. They're not going to be able to catch the Eagles, it doesn't look like. So this is a big game, and these two teams are playing each other at the end of the year, like like twice within a few weeks. So this is going to be saucy here. I think Antonio Gibson, although they like Brian Robinson, he's going to be a part of the game plan for sure. Easily want to take him over Greg Dolchich, even though Dolchich is in the prime matchup. Okay. Jared McKinnon or Elijah Moore. Now, again, I want to say McKinnon here because Pacheco doesn't get all the reps, even though he's been getting a dominant share of them. McKinnon's been finding his way. Double-digit touchdowns a couple of weeks ago. He's involved in the passing game. The problem may be that um, Kansas City may not have to do a lot against Houston, but again, Pacheco's been taking a lot of the uh, first team reps. And so if they get up, maybe they you know lean on McKinnon a little more. But either way, I, I think his production is probably uh, a little bit more safer than Elijah Moore. Juju Smith-Schuster or Hawkinson? I'm going to go Hawkinson because I think that's a more competitive game. Uh, versus Juju and I, I really don't I think you know if they get up early enough Mahomes is probably getting pulled I don't think he needs to force it to Juju they have a lot of receiving options that they can go to so he's not like the primary weapon the Chiefs defense could lead the way here and they could really sit some guys down the stretch so we'll say Hawkinson Travis Etienne Jr. or Garrett Wilson. Etienne's running into a tough matchup against the Cowboys. Garrett Wilson, the number one for the Jets, as we just said, regardless of who's back there. So even though Wilson at quarterback provides a step back for the offense as a whole, we're still going to go with Garrett Wilson here. Okay, Dante Foreman or Jerry Judy. Got to go with Judy. The switching quarterback does not scare me. He is their best receiver is what we're seeing when he's healthy. And he's paid off these past couple of weeks. Maybe you're somebody who was borderline not going to make it in the playoffs. Like He probably could have saved your year these past couple of weeks. We like what Jerry Judy's been doing. He's getting the attention, which works for me, versus a Dante Foreman and the Panthers who are getting Pittsburgh. So that's a tough matchup. We will lean in that direction of um, Jerry Judy. Because the Broncos, let's face it, Arizona can't. They they've been terrible on defense, terrible against the pass. So I'm expecting a little room for Judy. And then our final, would you rather, J.K. Dobbins or Jalen Waddle? In this scenario, I will go Dobbins because we just discussed the uncertainty with his share of the reps. However, we're up against weather and snow uh, for Waddle in Buffalo. Could be a grinder, you know, grinder type of a game there. So let's take the guy who's not going to be knee deep in snow in the trenches, Dobbins. All right, that's our would you rather, I guess, for this week. So if we just pivot re really quickly to what I guess could be a, a reload light, if you will, we'll just touch on these games. San Francisco just really quickly on Thursday, um, obviously going with Brock Purdy the rest of the way. If they can get this kid to believe in himself, that's great. Seattle's played great all year. They played a really close game at home against a good opponent. 
I didn't think they could win this game. I didn't think that they would keep it that close. Um, McCaffrey, obviously, San Fran wanted to lean on him. That's the easier way to attack Seattle, and it worked out just fine. Over 100 yards rushing, um, and they spread the ball around a little bit at wide receiver for San Francisco. But we're going to still, Brock Purdy's not out of the the woods yet. He's going to get challenged, okay? And we'll have to see. If he can stand up when those challenges come, it's going to be tough for teams to play than Seattle defensively. But I also like that the team is trying to get him to believe in himself because this is it for the playoffs, right? Like this is all we got. So if it's not Brock, then then we're not going. So I like the pumping him up part. It was a nice victory for them on the road. Um, just the you know a game that shows that they can kill you in a lot of different ways. Getting McCaffrey's really worked out for them because he's been able to stay on the field. Uh, Saturday, bunch of, a group of Saturday games. We got nice three NFL Network games on Saturday. Colts going up over to Minnesota. Uh, Indianapolis, not a great team, but they should remain competitive. I don't think they can win this one. Too much on the line for Minnesota. They want to. You know, start securing playoff positioning, get the division wrapped up, and take care of business, right? And so, that's the the order uh, of of what I think will happen. Now, for Minnesota, Dalvin Cook is a nice is a nice play, and I, I even like Madison a little bit just because they will probably get up, and you can pull him. I like the Minnesota defense this week, big time. Um, and then of course Justin Jefferson. It's a tough matchup for him, Stephon Gilmore, but Jefferson is Jefferson, so never feel bad about that. You can just play him and feel confident that you're going to get what you need. Um, I, you know that Pittman, like I said, is not a, in a bad spot. If you got him in seasonal, play him. But Matt Ryan is ultimately not somebody you want to lean on too heavily. Um, it's a road game. I think they go to Minnesota and lose. But uh, you know we could see maybe. You know, for JT, maybe 80 yards, maybe. So not a lot of weapons in Indianapolis, but there's a couple of guys if you want to lean on the game they should lose there. Baltimore at Cleveland. Um, Chubb traditionally runs well against Baltimore. We shouldn't be afraid of this Baltimore defense. I know they've had some success, you know, and especially recently. But I think Cleveland is sound at running. The offensive line is sound. This is a winnable matchup for them for sure. We could get invested. The Browns, Chubb, I like it. Um, I do think that I will take some pressure off of Watson, and so he'll have a better week this week. I think play action, so I like Cooper. Uh, Peoples-Jones, I like him as well. But I think Cleveland starts to open it up a little bit. Baltimore, it's going to be a tough one. You don't have Lamar. You're going on the road against a tough opponent that likes to run it down your throat and has had success doing it. So we're going to have to see if they can stand up and answer the punch. I don't like much about the Baltimore offense, and I think Cleveland will actually have too much offense for them to keep up with. So Baltimore is a pretty decent defense, but they're going to get overmatched if the offense can't keep up their end, which I don't think they'll be able to do. Cleveland should win that one. Miami at Buffalo. Um, Miami won the first one. Buffalo's going to win this one. It's going to be a bad weather game. It's going to be a snow game. They're going to find a way to win this football game. They're not losing two in a row to Miami. They want to prove that this is still their division, and they can. Miami's defense isn't terribly uh, bad against the run, and I do think it's going to be more run for Buffalo, so Singletary fine. But, but they can win this game. They've got Singletary. They've got Moss. They can get it on the ground. Miami's going to have a harder time. I know Buffalo, 
you know, they're not going to have Vaughn Miller the rest of the way, but that more hurts the pass rush. I don't see a lot of pass in this game anyway. So, you know, what we're hoping is a future playoff matchup here. It's a big-time football game for Miami if they want to um, be big brother, right? I don't think that they do it. I don't think they beat Buffalo twice. Buffalo wins this one. Um, I think they just have a little bit more success on the ground and their defense is able to hold just a little bit stronger uh, for them this time. And then if we get into the Sunday matchups, um, you know, some of these are a little weaker, so we can kind of gloss through. But, you know, Philly and Chicago, again, A.J. Brown, you know, you can feel great about that. Um, you know, running Miles Sanders, I don't have a problem with that. I, I, you know, I think some, those skill players for Philadelphia are a go. Goddard's going to give it a go. It looks like you can play him. I think of the skill players, he's probably the least likely to have success. Devontae Smith. We'd like to lean on him, but we know he has an issue with the cold. So let's say Brown for sure, Miles Sanders for sure. Anything else you can kind of, it's up to you. But Hurts, you know, he's in play. Uh, and on the other side, Fields, um, you know, if you're playing him in seasonal, that's fine. Play him and feel fine about it. I, You know, it's dicey, though, because Philly's probably one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best. And so I don't think Chicago wins this game. I think Philadelphia definitely wins this game. Bears don't have enough to keep up or do enough but they should be able to establish the run they've been able to do that all year even in tougher matchups so montgomery david montgomery like him um and obviously if you want to play fields that's fine tougher matchup for Komet this week you play fields naked and you know hope that his rushing upside carries him i'm not interested in any of those wide receivers but they should lose that game um but maybe he and the running back get you some production and like we said philly on the other side really Hurts, Brown, um, some interest in uh, Devontae Smith and Goddard, but uh, they would be secondary. I think for Smith, secondary because of the weather, for Goddard just coming back from injury. If I had to rank those two, I'd say Goddard over Smith by just a hair. Uh, Atlanta at New Orleans. You know, Atlanta is going to run the football. We don't know who they're going to use or how they're going to use them or which way they're going to attack from, but they're really good at running the football. New Orleans is going to do their best to stop that. But it's kind of a toss-up game here, um, you know, as, as far as, you know, what to expect uh, offensive-wise. I think, you know, Cordell Patterson for Atlanta, fine. But I'm not really invested in anything else there. On the New Orleans side of things, um, you know, play Kamara if you have him. But I'm not expecting the world from him. They don't really have much to play for. Um, Olave, play him if you have him. But, again, they don't have much to play for. Landry should be out there. I don't want to be starting those guys based on what they've done and what this team has to play for. Um, but if I had to rank these two teams, I'd say New Orleans at home. Um, but I think we should see Ritter for Atlanta this week, and so even more reason for New Orleans. Let's see what he has because he might be the future. They need to know what they what they got to do with Mariota. So we'll have to see how that works out. But more of an experiment for them. Probably a surer victory for New Orleans. And then uh, – Detroit and New York, this is going to be a tough one because, like we said, no Mike White, so New York going back to Wilson. But also, you know, Detroit not the best team at on the road. They are trying to play for some playoff viability. Um, they can't afford to lose one. They're going to be tough. Uh, they came to New York and played the Giants tough. This Jets defense is really good. I think they're going to give um, Golf all he can handle. So he's going to have to show up and play well. But I, I can't see it working out. I can see the New York Jet defense carrying this team. They're a dome team. You know, New York's been tough all year anyway. New York needs a, a win sorely 
after last week losing to to the Bills in the game they really wanted. Um, and I think they get it. They bounce back this week. Running the ball, Zonovan Knight, I, you know, Detroit a little got a little stiffer against the run, but you know they can still be had. Um, although they're playing much better there, so I do like this idea of um, Garrett Wilson. You know, he's probably the the one sure one. I wouldn't play any other receivers surely, but um, New York should win that game, and I really think the defense leads the way. Detroit though, they've got all of their weapons now. They don't really have anybody meaningful injured on offense, and so. You've got, you know, your Smith and your Williams in the backfield, but you've also got um, Jamison Williams at, at wideout now, right? Like, he's been injured all year. He's coming in and making some noise. But you got DJ Chark, who's been playing well lately. You've got St. Brown back. You've got all your complimentary players. And so if there's ever a week for them to go to New York and get the win, it would be this week. I just don't think Detroit quite has that dog in them. Pittsburgh at Carolina. Now, uh, again, two teams not playing for much. I think Pittsburgh can go on the road and get this one. Um, Tomlin, very disciplined team. I think the defense can lead the way. Carolina, not a lot of stability on offense for them. But uh, last week we saw... um, why can't I think of uh, Sam Darnold? I was like, why can't I think of his name? Sam Darnold, a quarterback for them. It didn't go poorly, but uh, I think he'll have his hands full with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh can actually go on the road and win. I think Najee Harris can get in the box for sure. Um, I don't know if he gets 100 yards, but he can get in the box. Uh, as far as Pittsburgh's receivers go, maybe just Fryermuth. Um, the Pittsburgh defense should be fine. On the Carolina side of things, I mean, if you got DJ Moore and there's nobody else, go ahead and play. I mean, you could play DJ Moore, but I'm probably staying away from mostly everybody else. There's just not a lot of insurance there. Even if you look at, you know, Hubbard or Foreman, it's been a ping pong back and forth each week between who's doing better. So I couldn't say with surety one of them is going to dominate the other. Um, Carolina's at home. They've been scrappy all year, but I think Pittsburgh is disciplined enough to go and win that one. Dallas at Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville's been scrappy lately. They're in that AFC South. There's still a chance for them, right? So they got to play to the best of their abilities. And luckily for them, Trevor Lawrence playing his best football of his career, you know, these last couple of weeks. So, you know, is it going to be enough against Dallas? Probably not. Great defense in Dallas. Great players. Great defense. They match up well across the board. They should be able to run the football, pass the football, do what they want. They should do what they want. Should be a great game for Lamb. Um, I think the running backs eventually wear Jacksonville down and take over. But, um, you know, Dak could have himself a fine day. The defense is ultimately too good. I don't think Jacksonville will be able to find a solution to that. And Dallas is a pretty high-powered offense. So Jacksonville is going to have to try to play catch-up all game. Some of those ancillary pieces could be great for DFS this week, right? Like your Zay Jones and stuff like that. Uh, I would... Probably not go Christian Kirk straight up. Um, I think Dallas cover, you know, takes care of him uh, and moves on from there. Kansas City at Houston. Let's see how long this is competitive. Obviously, Kansas City, big favorite here. Running the ball against Houston is what you do. So we love Pacheco, especially as the year winds down, leaning less on Mahomes, leaning more on other places, right? So not going to say fade Mahomes if you have him, play him. Oh, my gosh, yes, play him. Because how do they get the points up to pull him? By him going off, right? 
But um, most interesting piece would probably have to be those running backs this week. Um, McKinnon as well. They're in a good spot in the defense. Kansas City's defense is probably in the best spot. Houston's been some the defense playing Houston has been going off over the last couple of weeks, guys. We just been I've just been streaming them for DFS, streaming them for seasonal. Uh, and I don't see a reason why Kansas City can't re- replicate what everybody else has been doing. Houston side, do I like anything? Pierce isn't in a terrible matchup, but they're gonna fall too far behind. I think that he can still be sufficient because you can't run every play, and I don't think Lovey wants to do that. I'm sorry, you can't pass every play, and I don't think Lovey wants to do that. Um, and he can probably catch some passes. He is hitting the rookie wall though, so that's why I've only got like a, you know, like a lukewarm sort of a feel about what he might generate for us. But other than that, I'm not looking at anything else. I mean, if you want, you know, I'm. We'd have to see play quarterback if it's Mills. I mean, maybe, but there's just not a lot of stability there, guys. Don't fall in love with chasing the quarterback, chasing after Kansas City. I don't think it works this week. Arizona, Denver, talked about this a little bit before. Arizona, not good on defense. Denver, not good on offense. But luckily for Denver, Russ isn't going to play this one. He was better last week. I'll have to give him that. But I think in Simeon over him, not too big of a difference. Um, You know, Latavius Murray should be fine. Jerry Judy should be fine. I mean, if you got to play Sutton, go ahead. I would not. I would look for a better option. Um. But it's like Sutton or Mike Evans, then I'm probably playing like, you know, I think maybe I'm playing Sutton in that scenario. Okay. But I don't see a lot of hope for, uh, you know, uh, I will say this. Denver could win the game because they have a better defense in there at home. Arizona, they don't, they won't have Kyler. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's in a not the best matchup with Patrick Sertain. And so, you know, if you want to go Malcolm Brown, probably a little bit of a better matchup. But uh, running the ball is the thing that I would probably feel most uh, sure about. So James Conner, you can load him up. Um, they, their defense actually has a chance to play a little better than people are expecting because Denver's so bad. So I think, um, you know, Denver, I'll say Denver wins because of their defense, but Arizona doesn't just get blown out of the water, I don't think. New England at Vegas. Uh, New England hoping that they're making the playoff push. Vegas not a very, very good football team at all. They have Josh Jacobs, and they got to lean on him this week. And uh, that's the one player that I like. Devontae Adams, I, he's so good, but Belichick can take him away if he wants. I'm worried that that's going to happen. Mac Hollins, um, DFS, I think that's fine. If you got to play him a seasonal, ooh, it's a little dicey, but roll it out fine. You might not have anything else. Um but Vegas is overmatched in this one. Ramondre Stevenson finally practiced today. If he doesn't go, that changes the complexion. Obviously changes things, um, you know, for Harris in the backfield for New England. But, you know, running the football is what's going to bode well for them. Mac Jones can get, you know, can pass it a little bit. But I'm not going to get overly excited about the results there. If you want to invest in anybody, Hunter Henry. But it should be the New England defense that leads the way, I think. I think they can actually go on the road here. And uh, force Vegas to, you know, make a turnover or two. Uh, New England should be pretty, uh, fairly stout against the passing game. So so I like the running backs. I like uh, Hunter Henry as far as tight ends go. Um, 
got played Devonte Adams for season. Do that and feel fine about it. I'm probably fading him for DFS, but um, not a whole lot here. I, you know, it's just one of those things where I think New England matches up well, so I don't think that I don't think it's a good matchup for Vegas. And you got to remember, uh, Vegas head coach. McDaniel's plan, playing his boy, right? Like this is Belichick playing his boy, Josh McDaniel. So I just I don't think McDaniel's can beat Belichick. I know sometimes the assistants can put it on him, but uh or or no, it's rather he beats the assistants, right? So but uh I would say um no, this is one where New England wins. I just don't think Vegas is a mess, but um you know certainly Adams, uh, Jacobs can be effective. Everybody else I probably think Tennessee at the Chargers. So King Henry, they're just gonna run him. They're just gonna run him, run him, run him, and that's fine. I don't think Los Angeles has an answer for that. Now, in terms of would they be able to keep up? They can. Herbert can. Um, I think the easier path to victory against Tennessee is probably running the football. So Eckler's in play for sure. Uh, also, catching passes, Eckler's in play. But as far as those wide receivers go, I stay away from them. There's not been a lot of um, stability in production for the Chargers. From week to week, you're getting different results from different guys. And so there's not a lot for me to feel great about. They are at home. But I think there's too much King Henry in this one. And I think that Tennessee has a chance to dominate the game they want to. Slow the clock down. Run all over these people. We know they're prolific when they get within the red zone. So this is a big ch- challenge for the Chargers, one that I don't particularly think that they're up for. Tennessee's got their teeth punched in a couple of weeks. They are fighting for that playoff spot. They don't want to give any more room to Jacksonville. Now, Jacksonville's got a tough game. Tennessee's got a less tough game. But they know they need to win to, to stay ahead. I think they get it this week. I think Tennessee shows up and gets a big road win. Okay, Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. So, Cincinnati at Tampa Bay, this is, Tampa Bay's not a great team. I don't think they can win this one. Cincinnati's catching on. I know, you know, if we looked at what Tampa Bay did last week, they just got blown up, man. So, I I, I think it's going to be too much Burrow. It's too much Chase. You know, Higgins... Didn't I don't think I think he left the game. I think he got hurt early, so we lost out there. But if he's playing, you know, it's all systems go. If not, they'll find somebody else to step up. Boyd, Hurst. I mean, they've got guys. As far as um, the running back situation goes, Mixon gonna go. I know he's been you know a little iffy with the concussions lately. He's gonna play. That's probably not the way to beat Tampa through the air. Is probably so you feel more secure about Joe and. Namely Chase, you know, but you can take a chance on the rest of those guys. Really, Joe Naked sounds attractive. <laughs> no pun intended on all of that. But uh, Tampa Bay, I mean, I know we played Brady a couple times over the past couple of weeks. I'm staying away from this one. Um, you know, their defense is going to try to keep them in the game. I don't know if their offense has enough to actually do it, though. They, they sputter out too much, uh, do not put up enough points. There's not a lot of production from Mike Evans, and that is a big problem. Um, you know, Godwin, um, I think he can have a decent day. Odin can catch some passes. He can catch a touchdown. And as far as the running backs go, I think they'll split the work a little bit between Fournette 
and Rashad White, but they should remain effective. Tampa Bay keep this one close, but if they pull it off, it'll be a big upset. I'm going with Cincinnati on the road here. Uh, and then the Giants in Washington, again, like I said, playoff game. This is a Sunday night game. New York is fading, and Washington is, I'm not going to say coming on strong, but they're holding steady, and New York Giants are clearly fading. This is at Washington. I'm trying to Google if Chase Young is going to play. That would be a huge boon for Washington if they could get him back. But either way, I like them. They've got a little they they seem to be a little bit more um you know, ready to roll. They seem to be a little bit more hungrier for the playoff spot. Um they have Chase Young listed as questionable, so all the more if they get him. But uh no, I like Washington at home here. Brian Robinson and Gibson, I like them both. McLaurin, I like him. Those are probably the weapons that I like the most. I know they just re- um, uh, reactivated Carson Wentz from IR, but hopefully this team is smart enough to just keep playing Heineke. Um, if they play Wentz, they might lose. On the Giants side of thing, Danny Dimes, a little bit of a tougher day for him, but Saquon Barkley, we kind of like things a little bit better for him. That's the road I would go with Saquon. Not too invested in anything else in New York. Like I said, they've been fading. And uh, coaching doesn't seem to have an answer. So let's go Washington. Let's go Washington in a big-time game. They keep themselves alive for one more week. And then the uh, last matchup here, Rams at Green Bay. Green Bay playing for a little bit more than the Rams. I think they win. This Rams team's depleted. I mean, you don't have Stafford. You know, Darnold probably might not play. You know, they're limping into the offseason here. They shut Cup down for the rest of the year. There's just not a lot going on there. I mean, obviously, you want some plays you know, you want you, you like to think Skaronic and stuff like that. But Green Bay decent in the secondary. So really probably be running is the way to go. So Cam Akers, I could I could recommend that, but that's probably it. On the Green Bay side of things, um, you know, Aaron Jones, I think he can be fine for seasonal because he catches passes too. But it's not going to be the easiest day. Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, you know, Christian Watson probably takes a step back because Dobbs is out there. Lazar stays steady, as I said. But I'm not overly invested in all those guys. I would like uh, Aaron Jones most of anybody on the offense. Jones and Dylan together as a tandem, I think, has a chance to do well. Uh, and, and and outside of them, I think Rodgers just splits it around. But Green Bay should win this game, even off the strength of their defense. They're at home, right? They're at home. And uh, Rams are a dome team. Warm weather team. They're coming to Lambeau. Monday night, it's night game. It's gonna be cold. They don't have a lot of play for. They don't. Have, they don't have so many starters. So we'll go Green Bay there. But um, that's a little bit of how we're looking at for this week. And really, that's our episode, guys. So like I said, a little you know shorter than the usual. Not very very short, but shorter than the usual because we're not gonna do DFS picks and we're not gonna do bets or whatever. But good luck if you are in that realm. If you want to hit me on social media, you know how I can answer questions about that but uh if you're in the seasonal fight just stay strong remember what we talked about check those injuries saturday know what you're doing ahead of time don't wait till sunday um these updates are coming rapidly we got to be ready now um to just rock and roll on sunday and just lock it in so that's what i got for you guys and uh good luck to you and we'll get back next week and talk about how we did peace The process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment.